Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Thursday. It is the 7th of March, 2019. We are like just rolling along. I, I, I love how time does that because when we don't feel it, that means we're, we're, we're coasting. We're doing pretty darn good. I've got three dreams today, so I got to get going. But it is Dream Theme Thursday. I wanted to tell you a lot of the feedback I got from the shows this week about past the obvious. Let's talk about dying and the veil and talking about how the veil works and friendships and respect and integrity and all of those things that we know exist and we are, I want to say, in knowledge of them to some point, but using that knowledge in our everyday lives, crossing that line is where you start to find the gifts in life, find them in yourself where you start to find them everywhere else. And I just wanted to thank everybody who wrote into Inbox and let me know or, you know, let me know on Facebook. It just is such an amazing world that we can talk about these things and we even have them to talk about. So thank you guys for everything you sent in and I'm, we're just going to keep going, keep learning and keep growing. So I had three dreams. The first dream I got was from Christopher Sedrain. He said, Nadia, I had that dream again last night aliens came to destroy the planet when the ship came down with the weapons to kill us i was there i woke up just as the purple firebolts were penetrating my body my last thought was this is just like space invaders what does that mean dream you know we all have a fear of dying And that fear of dying makes us do a lot of things differently while we are alive because we don't want to die, so we're not going to do this. We don't want to go to hell, so we're not going to say this. We don't, don't, don't. We won't, won't, won't. So there's like a won't and don't thing or don't and won't thing going on. But to take your worst fear, whether it's aliens or someone with a gun or you're in a mall when there's shooting going on or anything like that where it's bigger than you. It comes to kill people and you are one of them. You see yourself as part of a bigger picture, which is really very cool because when you see yourself part of a bigger picture, that means that you feel connected to everyone and that you feel whatever will hurt us could not come from us. It has to be someone from outside. I hear the word aliens a lot. And I, you know, obviously I think of like green people and they're just different or they don't speak our language or whatever it is. But bottom line is to me, an alien is someone void of feeling because we can't communicate with people when they don't understand what we're saying. And I'm even just talking about people. But the fact that it was a ship and it came down and you saw yourself where it was penetrating your body, look at what you were able to think. Be 
being fearless as well in the dream. One, believing in people, believing there's good, believing that if we couldn't possibly do that to each other, and also not being, everything is driven by fear. But that fear, the veil on fear, let's put it that way, is thinning. We're starting to say, hey, you know what? We hear people dying every day anymore, yet we are scared of it happening to us because we don't know how. But we know that most ways to die could be painful. But we're finding that is not true, and that's why we're not scared. And we're starting to look at death differently. And these are, I want to say, when Christ said every change is a million baby steps, Every change is a million baby steps to get to where we look at death differently. And it started a while ago where people are calling, you know, memorials, life celebrations, where people are reporting that near-death experiences and saying all the beautiful things they saw instead of scary, scary, and more scary. And then we, we go to visit people who are passing, and they're calm, and they're peaceful, and they, there's a lot of acceptance there. So our view of dying is different than it was five years ago and for a lot of people even a year ago. But it's because of the time-tested changes and how people who've come back started to report dying. And then we took that in and then we took in when we go to see people and then we started to say, wow, that's true and that's true. And we started to believe because the proof was there in something that nobody knew anything about. So all we did was we thought someone died and we'd get angry and we'd blame the world. And my brother died, my sister died, my child died, my mom died, my dad died, my grandparents died, 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 fear, fear, fear. And then we get a bunch of sympathy to the point where we make sympathy cards. Sympathy cards acknowledge the passing. And in your dream, you're looking at death as something that is inevitable and you are fully conscious because even as we die in our dreams, we're not dying, right? We see ourselves dying. It's, it's such a cool phenomenon, but that's how it works. So you're conscious of what's happening in your dream and you weren't even scared. You were just observant because your little mind is this little factoid factory and it wants to take in the experience and see what dream is telling you many things. One, you're not scared. Two, you're still aware, even if you are in quotes dying. And three, you believe in people that you don't believe it'll be people that something foreign has to come down or come to us somehow and then hurt us. So if that's what your dream is telling you is that, no matter what you're like on the outside, and that I don't know, but on the inside, you're actually quite optimistic, even though it's a dream about dying, because we don't actually die. Our souls will never die. It exists, will never go away. Just because your body will go away here, you will never go away. Your soul will never go away. And that's a very comforting thought. And it could 
very well be the very backbone of this dream, and that's knowing that, that this is an experience, and you have to leave somehow, and this is how you left, and it was so interesting to you that you were paying attention and love details. So it's a good dream. It's actually a fearless dream. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I I saw it yesterday because it it popped up on the page and then I was gone for the day. But um, it was interesting because, you know, the whole alien thing, I I was talking to someone and remember, maybe it was just yesterday afternoon and they brought up aliens. And I thought, you know, the real aliens are are us when we're void of love, Um, whatever stories people have of anything coming down or breaking through or, you know, that's, that's all something that we don't have enough proof of to hang on to it. But the fact that you were thinking of something outside of what exists here was a good thing. So anyway, good dream. I have another dream and this one, let me see, I got to make sure these are not anonymous. Okay, this one is not anonymous. It's from Nancy. And Nancy said, hi, Nadia. I had this dream a couple of months ago. I dreamt that I was in bed covered with white sheets and pillows. Then I got a phone call on a rotary phone from my grandfather who passed away 21 years ago. I, didn't, I don't recall hearing his voice, but we were communicating. I could see him as he is talking to me over the phone. He wanted to know what brand of bottled waters should he buy me. Then I saw an image of an open 24-pack water bottle case that had 12 water bottles remaining. I gave him the name brand of the water, and he confirmed it. The water brand was something I never heard of. I don't even remember what it was. I then saw an image of my uncle, my grandfather's son, who is still alive. I was wondering if this was a vegetation and if he was trying to tell me something. These kinds of dreams where you have a vivid interaction and it feels so real. And the fact that he called you on a rotary phone, I think, was a great, great detail of the dream. Because you were going back in time as opposed to bringing him up in time. But yet, he's telling you, I was back in time, but right now I'm with everything. Because 21 years ago, we were not buying bottled water like we're buying it now. At that time, I think we were getting like those big sparklet tanks, even in California. Um, And then just starting into the bottled water market, and a lot of people were very resistant of it at that time. So there was a difference in how we were looking at things from that time. But he's kind of up to date and kind of still in the past in your dream because that's how he is. He's past, so his up-to-date is just the spirit, but his past was a physical body. So I love the rotary phone thing because even 21 years ago, we didn't have them. So you were going really far back with him. But the bigger news in your dream is that you saw an image of your uncle, your grandfather's son, who is still alive. He's acknowledging that, you know, keep an eye on him and visit him and get to know him more or be a part 
uh, look at him differently. Look at him as a person. Look at him as not just an uncle. And it's an interesting thing when someone comes up in a dream because it reignites your interest in them. Sometimes we don't have enough time to visit. Sometimes we just don't check on them, but we love them and we want to. Sometimes we might see them a lot and discount their, like what they say because we think we know what they're going to say or they're older. And there's all these factors that come in. But he's just saying, hey, you know what? Be aware. Be aware of him. Because these visitations, for him to tell you that, and I didn't want to get too deep into, there's a lot of reasons why you would see someone who's still alive to someone who passed. And a lot of times, if they're holding their hand and they're going to walk away with them, they're going back home. But if you just see them separately, he just wants you to keep an eye on him and let him know um, that you're there, that you love him. He may need that. He may need to know that his body of work, his life means something to you. Even if it's not a great relationship, just to acknowledge the, the soul. It's all about acknowledgement because sometimes we see people every day and yet we don't really pay attention to them. And other times we may not because of time or whatever, and we really don't pay attention to them. But somewhere in there, the uncle needs a certain level of love and attention and acknowledgement and validation for in his life right now. Um, because it was enough for your grandfather to break through, to come to you and let you know, you know, here's a flag and it's waving, pay attention right here. So he was giving you directions. And I, I had a dream, someone I knew growing up, and their grandfather came to me in a dream, and I never met their grandfather, even though, you know, I was next door to him for since I was six years old, and I've known him throughout his life. And those of you who have been at the summit have met him, and his name is Todd. And I, um, he came here. I introduced him to his wife. I'm one and done. I won't introduce anyone because they got married, and I thought I'm, I'm one for one. But the bigger story behind that was, I have a dream of his grandfather coming to me and telling me to tell him to go to a doctor like that next day. And I woke up and I was at that time because it was now over 10 years ago before we did dream theme Thursday or anything like that. And I didn't know that much about dreams, but what happened was he told me to tell him to go to a doctor that next day. So I called him. I never knew what Todd's doctor schedule was. So I call him and I say, you know, Todd, I had this dream and your grandfather came to me and he told me to tell you to go to a doctor like right now, right now, like today. And he said, I don't have a doctor. I said, what do you mean you don't have a doctor? Who doesn't have a doctor? And he said, I don't. He goes, I'm scared of doctors. I don't like doctors. And I said, Todd, you have to go to my husband's doctor, like right now. And I called Sterling's doctor and I told him the story and he said, tell him to come right in. So, and at that time, Sterling had a lot of doctors because we were concerned about his remission into cancer 
and his hips degenerated. So we were in and out of the hospital for four years regularly at that time. And so I call and Todd goes, same day, he listened to me. Thank God he believed me because his blood pressure was so high that they medicated him in the office before he even walked out of there. And his family would have lost him. And his wife is blind. And they had two children, young children. So these dreams are powerful. But you didn't get a message. You just saw him. So that's just the validation. That's to go in and recognize his soul for some reason. So whatever's going on, find a way to do that. He probably needs it. He's probably thinking of his own mortality at this point. And those first thoughts of your, our own mortality are scary. We get past it, but we don't know that yet. So it is trying to tell you something, and it is just trying to say, hey, you know what? Pay attention. Pay attention to him. So thank you for sending that in. It was a couple of months ago. So I hope between then and now there was some interaction. But um, the white sheets and the white pillows, is he came to you with love and with purity and with hope and with clarity. There's something about that, the white sheets and white pillows. Um, I actually had white sheets and white pillows for a long time. And when we moved, I gave my bed to my son because it fit in his room and he wanted those. So there's something about that, but there's a lot of purity, a lot of clarity in that. A lot of, you know, void of distraction and all of that. That's where the white comes in. I know it feels kind of pure and like saintly and all of that, but it's, it's really without any distraction. If everything is clear, let's have a conversation. And you did. So thank you for that. These dreams are cool here. So I got another one from Leah Gill. And she says, hi, I know I sent you one, but I hope you could do this one from last night as well that there were two ladies who had lots of fun shopping and they seemed like best friends, but somehow I managed to get myself in there as I wanted to be part of it. And even though I didn't belong, I ended up with one of them thinking, hmm, maybe I can try something new, meaning me. So we went out. So she went out with me the next time instead of her best friend. I badly wanted a girl's day out as well. But I felt wrong doing this, like I was taking her best friend's best friend away. That dream is telling you something. Acquiring things doesn't mean you won. It's not a competition. And you, somewhere in you, you have a competitive mind, like you took something of someone else's and you won. So you felt bad and you felt wrong because it's not bad if you met two people and you went out with one of them on your own and you hit it off with one of them more so. It's never what happens. It's the reasoning behind it. Well, I managed to get myself in there. I managed to get a friend. I managed to go out with that one friend on my own. I split them up. I'm powerful. I did this. I did that. How does that feel? 
it does feel wrong. It does feel weird. Your mind, you're the one who feels like you don't belong, not them. They probably don't even care. One of them probably just said, well, I wasn't as close to you as, as, or close to her as you were. You guys go out. I wouldn't even want to attend. But instead of thinking that or thinking that you hit it off with someone and you can develop a friendship, you looked at it as you had to feel it. You had to take it. Nobody knew you were doing that because you were the one in control of the situation. You're the one moving the pawns. You're the one who knows what's going on. So how do you relate that to your everyday life? When we think like that in everyday life, it's a hard way to think because it puts a lot of pressure on us. We start to feel like we have to control everything. And that's a lot of work because we can't control everything. Position mentally where we are saying, I need to control everything to get something because nobody will just come to me for loving me. Think about that. You don't have to manipulate situations for love because then it's not love, which is why it doesn't feel good. It feels like, oh, well, the only way anyone would ever love me is if I twisted and turned their emotions and got them to do what I want them to do. And you know who that's hurtful towards? Not to them. They don't know. They're not aware of it and probably could care less. Very hurtful to yourself. And the reason it's hurtful to yourself is that you're telling yourself that nobody would be your friend if you didn't manipulate the situation. That you may not be worth a friendship. And you are. We all are worth it. But how we look at it is what speaks for how we really feel about ourselves. And that's what feels wrong in the dream is that the situation didn't happen truly or because you believed anyone had value in you or saw value in you. It's that you felt like you were manufacturing this whole situation and you got what you wanted And it was like winning. It was competitive. It was controlling, manipulative, all of those things, which is why you don't feel like you belonged in the beginning. Then you ended up with one of them. Didn't matter which one. One of them, no name. And maybe I can try something new. So it was all about your experience and not about the people or their feelings, or if they even mattered. Dream is kind of telling you, hey, Leah, you are worth a friendship. You don't have to con someone into being your friend because if they knew the real you, they wouldn't be there. In truth, be the real you so that the people that come to you care about you and not feel manipulated. Because over time, when we get manipulated into any situation, we figure it out. Same thing with the lie. Sometimes we want to believe the lie. We want to believe that person. That person wants to believe themselves. But if it isn't true, it isn't true, it isn't true. You can't turn something that isn't true into truth. And this dream is telling you, 
You are worth more than having to manipulate anyone to be your friend. You are worth not having to feel bad by putting that much energy and power into what you do to get other people to be around you. You are worth more than having to win, to win people. And nobody wants to be won. Anyone that I ever felt I won in some way when I was younger, that was curiosity. That was me not knowing myself enough to know that that's what I was even doing. But as I built self-worth inside of my own heart towards my own self, and in the beginning, that's a very foreign way of thinking considering we didn't think that way prior to that. But once you start thinking that way, you start asking yourself, what kind of people am I exposing myself to? And why? Why do I need that person to validate my existence? Why do I need to win a person who has their own subset of world around them? And as we get into that awakening, and this dream is waking you up to saying, what have you won? What have you won? Somebody else's friend? They didn't own them. But because you look at it as ownership and competition, you felt like, aha, I own something you owned. I kind of snuck it from you. You don't know that I did that. I'm so smart. Look at that. But you don't feel good being that person. It bothers you. And it should bother you because it's telling you that you don't feel worth the friendship on your own went out with me instead of her best friend, I won. I badly wanted a girl's day out as well. You got what you wanted, but you felt wronged because of how you did it. You know, that that saying, there's a method to the madness. People do it in business all the time. They take business from another company. If they leave one company and go back to their old business and bring it to the new company and all that kind of stuff, they're scared they can't get their own new clients again. We can create whatever we want in our lives. You just have to ask the right questions, and sometimes we don't have those right questions. So what would be my question here in answer to this dream? My question would be, pull our interchangeable pawns in this picture. How do I feel about me? I don't feel like anyone would be my friend. But if I do this and I do that, I'll have friends. That's a guarantee. But they're not actually friends. They'd be acquaintances because they won't stay for long because you're not going to let them get to know the real you and you are not going to get to know them because now you've won. You're good. You did your girl days, your girl's day out and you're gone. So ask yourself, what can I do in my life, like maybe take a deep breath, be a little quieter, get to know people, ask them questions, tell them about myself. And if I feel interested enough and they feel interested enough, we'll naturally go out. 
and we will be real friends. And we, we, we will have a good conversation with each other. I am worth it. You, you can get there. We all can get there. We just have to see where we're starting from. And you are worth a friendship and you are worth love. Can love you without you setting it up for them to love you. You just have to know that. Because once you know it, then you can bring it to you. It can come to you. And that patience and that calm and knowing that. So your question is, I'm worth more than that. I hope that helps you guys. Thank you for your dreams. Great dreams. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.